Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Junior Golf Podcast. I'm your host, Ro Thompson. Man, we have a special guest in the building. Man, I tell you, we got uh, Mark. Um, was it Custerer, Mark? Custerer. Custerer. Custerer in the building. So, Mark, how you doing, man? Good, Ro. Nice to be on uh, with you today, even though our buildings are about 3,000 miles apart. I know, right? Mark, you know, for those of you who don't know, Mark is in California and I'm in South Carolina. So we're on the opposite ends of of, of, of the United States. <laughs> but I tell you, Mark, I, you know, man, you know, you are in a uh, a hot field right now. And uh, before we get into all of the NIL and, you know, everything that goes along with NIL, because that's one of the hottest topics right now in college and golf, sport, you know, sport, you know, athletics. Tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, before we get into the NIL aspects. Well, great. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on, Ro. I appreciate the opportunity to tell my story and to share what we're doing. So my story is probably like a lot of, you know, Americans that grew up, uh, you know, middle-class America. My father was a teacher and um, sports was a big part of my life. He was a college athlete. He was a gym teacher and he taught me at an early age to, you know, maybe you can use athletics to better your life. And by that, he meant, you know, get an opportunity to go to a school that you might not normally get into, meet friends, you know, meet, uh, create relationships, create business opportunities through sports. And I was able to do that. I was uh, not a great high school athlete. I was a pretty solid athlete, a division two football player. Um, I didn't quite have the size or the speed to play with the big boys, but I played division two football. Worked a couple years, moved and got to Syracuse, New York, where I took my father's message and I expanded upon it. And I was able to use athletics to better the lives of the people around me. And by that, I mean, I participated in community programs, started some regional youth programs, started a high school program, uh, always gave and contributed back. And um, through that process, uh, I had five children, four of whom ended up playing sports in college. So I lived it as a student athlete myself, as a parent of student athletes. I have a son that's a college coach right now. So I've been involved with athletics. And then 15 years ago, I was given the opportunity to marry my passion for sports with my business experience. And I became the president and CEO of a company in Los Angeles called Sports Studio. It was there that we produced movie shows, TVs, and commercials, but just the sports aspect. So in other words, we were the partner, the licensed partner for the NFL, NBA, MLB, U.S. soccer, Major League Soccer. So if someone wanted to tell a story using sports in a TV show, movie or commercial, Mm -hmm. we were brought in to tell that story using sports, wardrobe, props, casting, choreography, product placement. And we worked with athletes, agents, brands, leagues, all of those things. We sold that business in June of 2021. And name, image, and likeness started in July of 2021, and that's how I got to where I am today. Great, great. So what so what led you into that field, Mark? I think, uh, you know, my experience with athletes, my experience with um, working with brands and, and agents and agencies, I, I felt like I had something to contribute. And along the way, Ro, I will tell you that my father passed away at age 85, and in writing his obituary and and preparing for the service, it took me a long time to put on paper all the things that he had accomplished in his life. He was a junior high gym teacher. He was not the mayor of the town. He did not own the biggest business. He did not employ the most people. 
And yet he had hundreds of people that showed up at his funeral. And the word that came to me was legacy. And Ro, I, 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 I'm pretty comfortable that if I, you know, disappeared tomorrow, that my footprint is pretty well established. My legacy is, is pretty solid in terms of community work and my family and my professional life. But I thought there was more I could do. And I thought name, name image, and likeness, NIL, as it's referred to, gave me an opportunity to further my legacy and to change the lives of thousands of athletes. Well, that's good. But, uh, you know, NIL is a very hot topic right now. It's a, uh, you know, we, we get, I know, uh, South Carolina, at the University of South Carolina, we, uh, they, we've got a, a big um, recruit, uh, last name is Jackson, uh, that just signed with USC. He played, I think, it, I think they, he starts um, on the basketball team this year. So I think he, he, he's got some NIL deals and, you know, things are starting to come together for him. So talk to us a little bit about, you know, what what's to be expected when a when a, a, a athlete, whether it's college or high school, signs a let's say NIL deal. So let's go back and talk about a little bit of the first year. So we're in about month 16. Okay. 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 So during the first year of NIL, um, almost 20 states now allow it in high school, but not all states, but it's right. available to every student athlete in college. So that's power five, <clears throat> division one schools, division two, division three, NAI, junior college, yeah. um, any athlete in college. Okay. I think the original intention of NIL row was that it was for all. And I think that every student athlete has the opportunity. Unfortunately, the way the world works, we have sensationalized and talked about these top programs and these top kids. And I think it's kind of put a little bit of a blemish on NIL in that most people think that it's just for that level, just for that top kid, just for that power five school, just for that revenue sport. When in fact, in the first year, according to Open Doors' report, which is one of the marketplaces in the business, football was the number one NIL sport in terms of volume of money. Makes sense. Men's Men's basketball makes sense. Right. Women's basketball, maybe some people would be surprised about women's basketball was third, but the audience probably would never guess what four is. And I'll tell you, it's women's volleyball. Wow. And in fact, in fact, six of the top 10 sports are women's sports. If you take football out of it, six of the top nine are women's sports. Okay. Wow. So the conception is that you have to be the star recruit at the University of South Carolina, to your example, yeah. when in fact, those are the top 2% of athletes. There's 500,000 athletes playing sports in college today. You take every football player, every basketball player from a Power 5 conference, take that away, it leaves 98%. It's probably more than that, but let's say it's 98% that right. don't have those resources. And that's what the original intention of Name, Image, and Likeness was, was to give those kids the opportunity to, one, build a personal brand, mm-hmm. two, create life skills that will transfer after sports, and three and third is to generate a little bit of money. The median deal in the first year, that means half the deals were above, half the deals were below, was around $60. Okay. Okay. So we're talking about, you know, just mom pod companies, local marketplaces, working right. with student athletes in everyday student life to help build brands and generate a little bit of money. The football player, the basketball player at the Power Five, that's the top 2%. That's not what we're talking about. Right. It's funny you mentioned uh, volleyball because I saw somewhere that Dennis Rodman's daughter signed a big NIL deal or something to that effect. Or 
the one of the largest volleyball contracts or something, <laughs> something along those lines. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know about that deal, but it makes sense. And look, I think in general, most people would agree. I think the, the statistics prove it mm-hmm. that women are better at social than men, right? <laughs> Girls are better than boys. That's just the way it is. Right. And in the first year, again, 73% of the NIL deals were based on social media posts. So if that's true and women are better, you would expect women's sports to have a little bit of a faster start in this space. Right. And I I don't know if you keep up with this much, Mark, but do you you know approximately how many followers you need on social media to attract those uh, certain types of NIL deals? Well, I think we're starting to try and figure that out. I don't know that there's a blanket answer. I think for a long time, people thought the number was about 10,000. Okay. To really profit, to become an influencer. However, I would say that the caveat to that is there are ways now for artificial intelligence programs and scraping programs to identify an influencer, a student athlete with a following, and really zero in on who those people are that follow he or she. And a brand may, you may only have 3,500 followers, but if your followers are in a specific town and they like a specific pizza shop or they like a car dealership or they buy insurance, right? Or they drink Coca-Cola, Pepsi, Gatorade, Powerade, whatever the brands are, it may not be a huge following, but it's a very narrow focus and a very specific focus. You now become more valuable to that brand. And that's what's evolving in NIL are technology companies that can really zero in on who the audience is in your circle. That's good. That's good. And so who are, you know, because we're junior golf, um, who are some, you know, what are some of those states, Mark, that's allowing high schoolers to get NIL deals? Now, of course, you know, I, I know you sent me the chart, but if you could just name a few off the top of the head, you know, what, what are some of those states that allow house, high schoolers to get NIL deals? Right. So the first state a year ago was California. Interesting. And the second state was New York. Um, Pennsylvania's getting ready to approve legislation. Interestingly, Texas is not, you know, but uh, yeah, with all the money going to Texas universities down there, you know, and uh, schools, you would think so. So it's, it's hit and miss, you know, Alaska, the Dakotas, Minnesota, you know, there are a bunch of different states that have it. But I think eventually it'll get approved. I think it's mostly about education for the um, for the state legislatures, and they just haven't got to it yet. Yeah, what I noticed when when I got the chart uh, from you, I noticed that most of the southern states didn't necessarily have approval just yet, especially like the state I'm in, South Carolina. So, you know, we just got to wait till um, I guess we got to wait till little John gets to high school, huh? Well, so so here's the thing. I think in most cases, this is important to know. It doesn't say that you can't be an NIL athlete. It just says that you can't participate in high school sports. So if you're not participating in high school sports, and I don't know if golfers do or not, yeah. then you could sign NIL deals. But golf is one of those secret sports. I'll tell you, the NIL deals in golf are significant. And here's the reason why. Wow. The life of a golf athlete is much longer than any other sport. Football or Right. Basketball. I get it. I get it. And so and so what is what what are some of the different types of sponsorships, uh, Mark? I know you you know, you got your money deals and some of the other, you know, whether, you know, you might be able to get, let's say, Subway, you may be able to get subs free for a year. But what are some of the different types of sponsorships you have out there in the, in the NIL world? 
So that, it's a great question. So I, I'll go back and I'll talk about college, for instance. So there's two silos of money, right? And the first one is essentially a new industry that's been created, and it's called the collective world. And a collective is essentially a bunch of boosters and supporters of the program that pool their resources to try and support their, their teams. Wow. I call it the booster club on steroids, right? Okay. So that's, let's put that aside because those deals are unique and those deals are probably less about performance off the field than they are about performance on the field, even though that's illegal. Let's talk about traditional business relationships. So in a traditional business relationship, the brand wants to sell product. They have an audience that they know about or they're trying to reach. They need a connector. That's called an influencer. Like it or not, the Kardashians have changed the world forever. Right. Right. And the way brands go to market now are through more and more through influencers, brand ambassadors, that type of thing. So the types of deals that are out there are, of course, there's a bunch of national companies that are involved with um, uh, with NIL. You know, Bronny James is involved with with uh, Nike now and and Beats, I think. And there's a bunch of other you know big national brands. But most of the deals are regional. So let's just take your small town USA community right it could be the pizza shop it could be the insurance company so what types of deals are they so for the pizza shop i tell kids all the time go to the pizza shop speak to the owner Uh say you're going to come there on tuesday night from five to seven and you're going to take pictures of all the pies that he has and you're going to live stream it on one of your social platforms you're going to talk to people as they come in the shop you're going to live stream them you're going to put on a tv show right in exchange Will you pay me $50? Will you pay me $30? Will you give me $1 for every one that comes in and buys a two slice and a drink special, right? right? So that's one way. The insurance company is a little bit more traditional. Let's say there's an insurance company that sponsors Little League Baseball, for instance. That happens in almost every town. You're a college athlete. I don't care if you're Division Three or Division One. If you're a college athlete and you go back to Average Town, USA, you're held in pretty high esteem. You're thought of as someone that's successful. Go to the insurance company, tell them you want to put on a pitching clinic, a shooting clinic, a batting clinic, a soccer kicking clinic, and you want to get 50 kids, they're all going to pay 20 bucks. Will he sponsor the t-shirt? Will he pay you to do it? You'll broadcast it on your social. So camps and clinics are a way. Local marketplace sponsorship are a way to do it. Of course, appearances, depending on the level of celebrity, appearances, autograph signings, um, those types of things are available as well. That's good. That's really good. So let me ask you this, Mark. How do um, athletes get paid from NIL? So there's a, there's a contract that okay. usually requires, you know, as I just mentioned, it could be an appearance, it could be an autograph, it could be mentions in social. So that's the requirement, and that's the deliverable, as they say, from the student athlete, and the brand will pay. One of the things that we're educating people about in our course is some of those contracts are very heavily in favor of the brand. Okay. You know, they may not pay in 30 days. It may be a net term of a year. They may pay a small amount, and they may lock up your lifetime rights in that product category for 200 bucks or $500, right? They may own your intellectual property. They may have right first right of refusal on any other brand deals that you do. Hmm. You need to read the contracts really carefully. But the, essentially, there's a contract for performance, and then there's deliverables and payment upon that. 
That's good. That's good to know. And 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 let me ask you this, Mark. When you, of course, when when athletes receive this income, um, they have to they have to report it to, I guess, maybe the school compliance department or the IRS. Can you can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, yes. So in college, there is a compliance component. The NCA actually wants transparency on all of those deals. Okay. The tax question is an interesting one, Rowan. It's one that I'm actually quite concerned about. Uh, I believe that April 15th, 2023 is going to be a dark day for a lot of kids because they took these deals. They didn't put money away. They're getting 1099. Right. And, and here's the one thing, oh, you mentioned yeah. a little bit earlier. So one of the things that they're getting is, you know, gifts or products or services with no cash. Those are called in-kind deals. Those are taxable. Wow. So yeah. if you take $100 worth of free pizza from the pizza shop in the deal we just talked about, technically, technically that's income and you would need to report it on your tax return. So um, tax compliance is a big issue and it's another one of the pillars that we teach. Man, that's good. I mean, you know, the, you know, Mark, you're really opening up, up a lot of eyes to parents that have, you know, high school athletes. And of course, you know, you know, we may get some some college parents that that see this as well. So that's this is this is really, really good. So, how you know, what's what's been your experience like um, working with uh, parents um, as it relates to education, setting up deals? What's what's been your experience so far? Well, again, if you think about what I mentioned, that the news has sensationalized these these top five or five athletes, correct? you know, and you know enough about youth sports, everyone thinks their kid's going to the NFL, right? <laughs> Everyone's going to the NBA. You think your son's going to PGA tour, right? That's right. what parents do. That's their job is to, is to, you know, believe in their kids. Correct. And so therefore they want to know why aren't they getting a bigger deal? Right? <laughs> right. They don't understand that there's actually, this is the way the real world works is that you have to work, right? That you have to prepare. And the other thing that, that you have to do is you have to put the time in and prepare before you actually launch any NIL opportunities. And that's where our education comes into play. So the top kids in NIL today, organic NIL, not collective NIL, are kids that are really working at it. They're putting in the hours per week, the hours per month to to do this, and they're earning it. In fact, the king of NIL is just up the road from you, self-proclaimed king of NIL, Raekwon Smith. Mm-hmm. We just signed him as a brand ambassador. He plays at an HBCU school at Norfolk State. Wow. You will never see him on TV. You don't know his name, but yes. he's got 70, 70 plus deals. What? Yeah. Oh. But he, got, but he works want, at it. You got me wanting to do some research now. <laughs> yeah. Ray, Rayquan Smith, he's a football player and a track athlete, a dual athlete from Richmond, Virginia, and goes to Norfolk State. So that's a great example of a kid that, you know, isn't a power five kid, but he's worked at it. Oh, so the answer to the question is I have to tell parents that it's, there's no free lunch. Right. And that you have to, you have to work at it. Work and I also have to remind them that NIL is for everyone, no matter where their level of play on the field ends up, NIL still is an opportunity. There's a deal for you if you want it. No matter where you are. So before we, uh, before you give up, um, you know, how to get in touch, how to get, you know, uh, some more information. Talk to us a little bit about, you know, the, the players NIL. Talk to us a little bit about your company. You know, what do you do and how you help and, you know, mark, market your, 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 your company. 
Well, great. Thank you. So as I mentioned during the evolution of this, you know, I realized early on that I did not want to be an agent or an agency. I did not want to take commissions from kids or brands, but the thing that was missing, because I felt like there were a lot of educated brands and adults that were taking advantage of uneducated kids and their families was to educate people. And so uh, with my background and with my experience, I created the five pillars course and it's an online educational platform. It's really a life skills course, Ro. And I would say to all your parents out there, if your kids are playing sports today and they want to go to college, whether they want to play sports or not, they're going to need to know the basics of how the real world works, life works, business works. It's the personal branding. So the five pillars are number one is digital marketing. So that is how do you create an audience? How do you create a following? And I don't mean taking pictures at the pizza shop and sending them to all your friends on Instagram, right? Right. I mean, actually growing the audience. And you do that by telling a story that people are interested in. Could be your interest in food, could be your interest in sneakers, apparel, cars, you know, could be about art, music, all of these things. How do you tell a story? Once you get that audience, second pillar is influencer relationships. How do you talk to the brands? What are the brands looking for? What are the deliverables? The third pillar is, as I mentioned, tax, legal, and compliance. So important that we understand all of the ramifications of these things. The fourth one is a pillar that's very important to me personally. It's my family. My father's legacy is community service and philanthropy. If you really want to grow an audience and if you really want to connect, then community service and philanthropy is a great way to start your NIL brand. You can also turn that into a profit in terms of camps and giving back to kids and creating community programs that are sponsored. That's pillar four. Pillar five is the final one, and that's financial literacy. You know, so let's say you get a couple bucks. Let's say you're 10 or 20 years old and, you know, all of a sudden you got $10,000 in the bank. Well, that could be life changing if you if you monitor it and measure it and take care of it properly. Right. Or it could be gone in a year if you, you know, do silly, do silly things with it. Or if you get behind in your taxes, right? You don't understand what compounding interest is. You don't understand the difference between a bond and a, and a, and a stock equity. You know, you don't understand what investment properties are. You know, those are the types of things that we teach in, in, um, in financial literacy. So those are the five pillars. Good, good, good. I'm, you know, I'm going to go back and listen to those. Those are some good keys to think about when it comes to, you know, signing contracts and receiving money and paying taxes and investing your money wisely and saving. So those are really good. Those are really good keys. And so when, so when you, when you look at the, your company, Mark, what, what um, sport have you been influential the most with, 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 what sports have you dealt with the most? Uh, that's an interesting question. And there isn't one that sticks out. We've been across the board because we're faced with the 98%. So we have lacrosse players, men's and women's, we have swimmers, we have volleyball players, we have football players, we have basketball players. Okay. Uh, we've done some tennis. We actually have some musicians that are taking our class. So again, it's a life skills course about personal branding. There's no reason that a musician can't get an NIL deal as well. Right. And so uh, we think of it in the framework of sports because that's what the news talks about. But athletes, musicians, artists, anyone can build a following. That's what the Kardashians have taught us. That's good. That's good. So, so Mark, what's your favorite piece of advice 
that you that you've shared over your uh, history of working in entertainment, working with NIL. What's your what's your favorite piece of advice to an athlete? Let's say. Yeah, so you know, I, I think it, it, I have a lot. We could talk about another whole podcast about <laughs> oh, my experience. You know, right. as an athlete, as a parent of athletes, and then working with athletes. You know, um, I, I think you know there there's there certain athletes that were given gifts from God. You know, they're six foot ten, or they're three hundred pounds, or they run a four two forty, and you know, you either have that or you don't. Okay. But I think the biggest thing that I tell kids is that there is, just like NIL, there's a college experience out there for you. Whether you're a Power 5 athlete or you're Division 3 walk-on with no scholarship because there's no athletic scholarships in Division 3. But how do you use athletics to better your life? You know, can you get at, at, athletically, can that get you to a school academically that you might not get into? Because these coaches do have admission slots. And let's say it's a school above your reach academically, but if you can get in there, they'll support you and get through it. So there's an athletic deal out there for you in terms of an opportunity in college. Use athletics to better your life. Network, 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 talk, pay attention, introduce yourself, promote yourself on and off the field, and that'll put you, put you in the best position to have used athletics to better your life. That's good. That's good. That's really good. So, so Mark, how can our listeners, we, we've got, you know, a couple thousand listeners um, that follow the podcast, you know, how can our listeners reach you, follow you on social media? How can they get in touch with you if they want to get involved in this particular class? Well, great. The name of the company is The Players NIL, and the website is theplayersnil.com. And on there are all kinds of ways to follow us on social to register for our newsletter, of course, to register for the class. Um, they can follow us at the Players NIL on every social platform. And they can follow me on LinkedIn, Mark Kester, on LinkedIn. And I post regularly about news and activities that are going on in the space. And if they're interested in what's happening and the latest and greatest, then they should follow us. And I would appreciate uh, I appreciate them doing that. That's right. That's right. And Mark, would you say your 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 favorite social media? Yes, I would. You know, I think right now, you know, the, for the kids, it's TikTok, right? That's <laughs> right. the and TikTok has become the go-to. It's people it. are using TikTok for research. They've I've been told that TikTok is the new Google, for instance. You know, um, videos are the are the the preferred uh, medium today. People are you know they don't want to read, they don't want to think, <laughs> they want to be talked to. Right. And so videos, so reels on Instagram, you know, right. and, uh, and, and TikTok, those types of things are, are the most effective way to communicate. Okay, great, great, great. Okay, well, Mark, and this, is, this has really been great. Um, I think you have uh, helped our, you know, audience uh, with knowing the do's and don'ts. And I'm sure you may get some, you may get some outreach. Um, of course, you know, we're the junior golf podcast, so you may get some golfers and you know, some other people that may call you. Um, any any last thoughts you want to uh, share with, uh, with the audience before we get ready to sign off? Yeah, I just posted something on LinkedIn today. So the, I'm participating in a LinkedIn 30 post and 30 day contest. And today's question was name an athlete or an entrepreneur that you've been impressed with. Mm-hmm. And I wrote a story today about Arnold Palmer. Wow. So Arnold, Arnold, Arnold Palmer, you know, everyone knows of him. 
He won $3.6 million in his entire career. Correct. Okay. I think he's the greatest example of NIL in the history of sports. Network. When he passed, when he passed away, he had somewhere near $800 million um, foundation in business and all the brands that he worked with. So he took $3.6 million in earnings and in 50 years turned it into close to a billion dollars through essentially name, image, and likeness deals. And so for those of you that are golfers out there, I think it's a great sport for name, image, and likeness. Hey, well, listen, you're probably going to get some calls after that. You know, anybody that can turn $3 million into $800 million, that's that's pretty genius. Because I, I was looking at a story, Mark, on uh, Arnold Palmer, and he used to um, market the um, the oil that you, I think, that you put in your car. I can't, I can't remember that. Pennzoil. Pennzoil, that's right. Yeah, so he, was, he, he did one of the first, like, I guess, Pennzoil commercials. But uh, I, I remember that from watching, watching his story on the Golf Channel. So, man, this is great. And so um, I'm going to probably more than likely be reaching out to you so I can get some help with Lil John. And, uh, man, we appreciate you here at the, uh, the Junior Golf Podcast. And we're going to be in touch. We'll probably get you on again, too, if you don't mind. Absolutely. We'd love to do it. I'm happy to help, and I'm happy to follow you and your family's journey and, and all of your audience. You know, Anyone that wants to talk about NIL, reach out to me. Okay. Go to my LinkedIn post today and read about Arnold Palmer. Let's do it. All right. Make sure you follow my son, John Thompson, okay? Okay, buddy. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Mark. Have a good one now. Thank, 